Welcome to the Chamber's Elevated Conversations podcast. And now, your host, Brian Otten. Hi, this is Brian Otten, Marketing Director at the Greater Wassa Chamber of Commerce. I was behind the camera for this interview, which was performed earlier this month with a finalist for the uh, 2022 Athena Awards. Enjoy. Hello again, and it's great to see all of our live viewers. We are now coming live from Urban West, one of the beautiful SC Square Street properties in the Wasa area. Again, it's me, Katie Belch. I'm the Vice President of Community and Government Relations for Marshall Technical College, just up the road. I drive past this beautiful property every day. And I am also last year's Athena Young Professional winner. So it's my honor to be here today again, uh, interviewing one of this year's nominees. Uh, right now, I'm here with Jackie McElroy. Jackie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks so much, Katie. I really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you. Um, um, as she said, I'm Jackie McElroy. I'm the Director of Business Development at SC Swiderski. I'm also a uh, mom, um, an active member of the community, and um, I have a puppy that's turning one, so a dog one, so. Oh, I love that. Who doesn't love puppies? Puppies and babies, so exciting. Um, and I love that you mentioned mom. That's such an important role as well. So, that I'm very passionate about is education. So um, I work with an organization in the Twin Cities, a wonderful nonprofit called Dakota Woodlands, and they are a homeless shelter for women and children. So in addition to providing the housing, the food, the necessities that you imagine, a lot of their services revolve around um, making sure these families can move out successfully to stable housing, and their success rate is very high. So a lot of those services are revolving around education. So whether it be education for financial literacy, um, parenting skills, um, health and wellness. But one thing that struck me the most is how getting a GED for some of these women was so impactful and it could change the way that they could care for their families. So we became very passionate about that at the gala events that we did when I was on the board of directors for that um, organization. We would do a live auction and people could bid on how many GEDs they wanted to support and pay for for the women. Um, and so in my work here um, in the Twin Cities, I am very passionate about education for my entire team. So everyone that works for me has opportunities to go to conferences, to get further education and licensing. Um, I've had several people get their real estate license under me, their drone pilot's license, um, all kinds of leadership training that we send people through. And we bring in a lot of our business partners for lunch and learn. So education is kind of daily on my mind at work and throughout my routine. Um, and this fall, I was very excited that I advocated for a young lady. She actually came out of the NTC program. She wanted to return and finish, finish her education and get her bachelor's degree. So um, we were able to arrange our company's first ever remote working experience to help support her while she was away at college. So amazing. I love that. Obviously, I work in education, so I am a firm believer in lifelong learning, education, and creating those opportunities. So thank you for advocating on behalf of so many when it comes to education. Uh, and what an amazing organization to have an opportunity to give a bit of time to the Twin Cities. Um, obviously, in a situation like that requires just a tremendous amount of courage to remove oneself from a bad experience in a marriage and a family. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's a, a way that you've acted courageously? Yeah, so this story about courage is kind of both a professional and a personal story for me. So I left the Twin Cities um, about seven years ago to return to central Wisconsin, and I left a career behind that I was very passionate about. I never imagined being anything but a realtor, 
but I had um, one child, and during that time period after I had her, I experienced postpartum depression. And then when I was pregnant with my second, I had a lot of anxiety and knew I needed to make some life changes as well. So coming back to the Twin Cities, um, I'm from the Twin Cities, it was very scary. I had always been an independent contractor my entire adult life. So now I'm going to a job where I'm going to work for someone else. I'm going to start a new career, what I call my second career, and learning from, from the ground up in a new career. So um, it was actually turned into an incredible experience, but I um, took a job and realized I was very interested in real estate development. Now, you might see that's similar to what you're doing as a realtor. It's actually very, very different. It's a very male-dominated industry, and it was not what the company hired me for. So I said, I, I'm interested, I'm going to learn all about it, and then I courageously said, will you give me a chance? This is what I want to do, and I had that opportunity. So um, I was able to build a team from the ground up, and in central Wisconsin, we have a, a pool of um, employees, and there was someone available that had worked in real estate development. So my entire team was inexperienced, just as I was. Um, we built that team and the processes from the ground up and um, they become quite successful. So that team has gone on to, over the last three years, produce over $1 million in real estate development projects. So they become hugely successful. So um, what I took out of that experience is um, I had to be courageous. I had to make a lot of changes, but it turned out so well. Um, I had to move through a lot of dark days, but I am so much better for that. So I'm a healthier person. I'm a better mother. I'm a better wife and a better leader for having going through that. So I just really want to get the message out there. If people feel stuck, um, encourage them to take, to have courage to make a small change, a big change, whatever it may be. And although I can't promise that it's going to be easy, I know it's going to be worth it um, if they can move forward in their lives. I love that. Actually, it's a tremendous amount of courage to move, you know, several hours away from kind of your comfort zone and take on this entirely new career in a field, you know, like you said, very male-dominated, and put yourself out there to say, you know what, I can do this. I'm sure in amassing that wonderful team, I see you all over the place, first be very busy and um, under your leadership. How have you encouraged young women within your team? You mentioned one that you advocated for uh, to be able to continue her education, her NTC education, which I love. Um, tell us about how did you advocate for women on your team? You were there, right, in the Alabama industry, you made it. How are you advocating for other women? Yeah, it's been very, um, very rewarding to see people reach their potential or even kind of guide them along the way. So I've had the fortune to bring several people into leadership positions there, and I'm currently working with several others on their behalf. So it's kind of a daily occurrence. And if I would have to give one story, um, one lady I brought in three years ago started out in an admin position for me, and right away I said, Girls got potential, so you know, kind of giving her the opportunity to learn things, encouraging her to try things that were out of her comfort zone, so she could grow in confidence. And um, three short years later, she has a real estate license. She has her own team, and now I'm able to see her leading her team and mentoring them, giving them those kind of opportunities too. So that's been incredibly rewarding to see that um, along that path of my leadership journey. Um, I've learned a lot about what it takes to be successful, and these people are inspiring me to become a better leader. So every day I'm like, what can I learn? How can I become better so I'm the leader that they need? Because they're all advancing and I'm going to advance as well. So, um, you know, to give credit to, to this young lady, she did all the work herself, and I just got to be there along the way to kind of support her and to watch that, and it's really changed my life to be able to impact people.
that way. I love that. It's so bucket-filling to be able to help and encourage others, even though, as you said, they're doing the work for themselves, but to see them, to champion them, to be that cheerleader, gosh, what a tremendous opportunity, and how blessed are they to have you in their life encouraging them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, great, great work. Now, I know we have had an opportunity to work together um, on the Festival of Trees Planning Committee. We're so excited to be back in person this year. Um, tell me a little bit about other ways in which you are giving other Chinese talents outside of scarcity to our community. Yes, um, I grew up with a great role model. So my mom was always involved in the community and she did raise five children and did this throughout our entire lives. And now she's retired and continues to give up her time. So I had that role model. Um, one of the things that I do right now is I'm the management advisor for a community at Essex Leaders before um, community service. We call it our CAS Community, Community Action Service. So what we're trying to do is introduce our employees to opportunities that are available for them to contribute to the community, whether it's on a small scale or large scale. Um, we're rolling out next month is our big food drive. Last year, we were able to donate to 17 food pantries across the state of Wisconsin. We have even bigger goals this year to do more. Um, but another thing we ran throughout the year was this idea of introducing people. So our workforce is really growing rapidly. We have a lot of employees, and we want to introduce them to all these opportunities that are available. So um, I had a committee, and they did research on different nonprofits and community organizations. And they provided that information to the employees. And our employees over this last year selected 30 different recipients for donations from the company. So through that practice, the company has people chosen by their employees to give their money to. But it was actually a way to get employees interested in reading about these different nonprofits and maybe to ignite that passion in them as they read about somebody that helps animals, this organization does that and maybe to encourage them now that they're aware of these things in the community that they can get more of their time going forward. I love that. Kudos to Spurgey for encouraging that community involvement, right? You're such an, an integral part of so many communities with your, your spaces that to give uh, employees an opportunity to get even more is, is really wonderful. Gosh, Jackie, it has been so wonderful to get to know you a little bit more today and to share more about the great work that you're doing in our community. Obviously, we are so grateful to have Jackie in our community doing the great things she's doing, both personally and professionally. Um, I wish you well in the upcoming uh, process here. We've got a number of great candidates, and I can certainly see why uh, you were a nominee. So I'm going to throw it over to my friend Brian, who's going to tell you how you get registered. Make sure you come and see what's going to happen coming up here in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thank you, Katie. And thanks, Jackie. It was a great interview. A reminder, if the Athena program is something you want to learn more about or attend, uh, you can find information about the program on wasachamber.com. That program will be held on Wednesday, November 9th. It's a lunchtime program at the Jefferson Street Inn. This podcast episode is a production of the Greater Wausau Chamber of Commerce.